Good evening, Rabbi Isai. We came to an interesting point here in the Hagdom of Chavis Avavis, saying that there certainly is a chiv to delve into these matters of Chavis Avavis, of duties of the heart, the obligations we have about the intention, the thoughts, certain mitzvahs, a whole host of mitzvahs that just are in the realm of the moyach, in the mind, in the intellect. And those are absolute chiyuv. So he says, They said about one of the chachomim, He was sitting with people until midday, and then he would say, I think this is not a vorov. It should have been, should be that when he finished sitting with them, he says him chaveirov. And uh, but he means he left all the people. It means he was dealing with people a whole day, presumably giving them advice, helping them. And then when he finished with that, when he came sort of to his own smaller group, hovu haor Now bring the hidden light. What did he mean to say? In other words, this Chacham knew, I have to deal with so many people a whole day. Okay? That was uh, obviously his calling at that point. But when he finished with them, it was already midday. He says, Oy, it's already half the day is gone and I have a lot of Chavis Halavavis to fulfill. And he calls that the Orat Safar. Calls that the hidden light. So the Chavis Halavavis is bringing that as a proof that you see, even though, of course, we have to know and study the mitzvah seivarim, but as well, and maybe even more so, we have to study the mitzvahs of the levavis. They are the hidden light, as this Chacham said. And then he brings quite an interesting chiddush now. It's such a, such a chiddush that the Heilegech Sam Seifer takes umbrage with it, as we'll see. Al There was a great chacham, a big tamuk chacham, and he was asked by somebody, Al Sha'ilanochris. Now he calls this Sha'ilanochris, you normally you translate it as a like a, a foreign or a strange Shaila. He really means he asked something totally hypothetical. A hypothetical question, Me'inin So a, a fellow approaches this chacham and says, You know, I have a uh, an interesting question on Hilchas Gittin, the laws of getting divorced. Now, this wasn't something that pertained to him at all. It was totally hypothetical. So he didn't need to know it right now. And as we'll see, it wasn't like he was learning to become a, a, a Dayan, that therefore he should know all of the the permutations of what Shilas could come up. He was just sort of shooting from the hip. What would be in this case? So the Chacham answered him, You fellow who's asking, This has no harm to you if you don't know the answer. You're not going to lose out if you don't know the answer to this hypothetical question in Ilchaz 
Hayudat kol ma'ashat ochayiv l'daytem in amitzvus ashrein cherashay l'zalamim. Have you studied all of the things that you do need to know about, and that you're ignoring? I mean, you're starting to ask about these bizarre hypothetical questions. What it would be if the one second? Did you learn all the things that you are required to do? Do you know that already? The ain royal call of Shayabahem. Don't neglect those. You start thinking about strange hypothetical cases in the Gemara and Gittin. Get to the Lamaisa cases first. Now, this is a very interesting line. He says, don't ask these hypothetical questions which will not get you any gain. They won't uplift you to any level in your Torah or your Emunah. They're not going to correct any of your character traits. Now this is really where the Samsefa takes issue with this point. But very respectfully says that uh, says the great but this that he says that uh, we don't have to delve into all areas of Torah even if they're not practical aloha that's what the Chavazovah seems to be saying on that the Chsam Sefer says in the Zimparashas Chukas he says b'mechilas k'foyd ha'chosid ha'u lo'izet derech ha'slul ha'shechofet ha'shem that's not the path that Hashem wants us to take. I'll give you a proof. The Gemara asks that famous question in Baba Basra, Chav Gimel HaMabez, Reb Yirmi and Reb Zayra. We say if a bird hops away 50 amas from the dove coop, so it's, it's Hefker. If it's within 50 amas, it belongs to the owner of the of that bird coop. So Reb Yirmi asked, what happens if you have one foot in and one foot out of 50 Amis? Now, the Gemara actually says that uh, Rabbi Yirmiya kicked Rabbi Zayra out of the base medrash. Okay, that's because he felt he was he was asking too much. Right. But some Sefer says, you see, why does the Gemara bring that? You see, we're supposed to go into every single case, every hypothetical case. On the contrary, he says that's the way First of all, to bring your Shemayim, and more than that, and this is really, we could say, the, the Chsam Seva was sort of talking about himself, because we know this to be true. He says, if you think about all the possible cases, then if it ever arises such a case, then you'll have the answer right away. One of the remarkable things about the Chsam Seva himself was, that he answered Shilas, even very complicated Shilas, immediately, almost like off the cuff. And when he once once asked about it, he says, how could you have gone through the entire sugya, all of the halakha literature? So he says, when I learned it the, the, the first time around, that is when I go through it before a Shila comes, in my mind I already think of possible cases. And what would the halakha be? So when it's now brought to my table, I've already gone through it, so that if I can answer right away. It was one one response. So, the Chavis says, so what is the Chavis Savav is talking about up here? There is, if we just 
go with the, with the understanding of the Chavos Havavos. Okay? I'm talking about one of the great Rishonim. So the Mashkir used to say that he doesn't get too bent out of shape by nuances like this. Because again, this was written in Arabic. And it was translated into Lashon HaKodesh. So it could be it lost a little bit in translation. He doesn't mean it's not Torah. He doesn't mean we shouldn't be delving into these things. He means that you have to have at least a Seder that you have, that you are working on your Midas. You're working on the things that are more pertinent, more practical. If you want to as well learn other things, even in hypothetical cases, that's also fine. But what it would seem to be is that that has to take priority. Now, local Lamai says take priority. We see this, the Chofetz Chaim writes this, the Mishtabura says, you have to know the Aloha, otherwise you won't be able to live as a Yid. So you have to have at least part of your day has to be carved out with knowing the Aloha. Continues along here, Mehine Ani Nishba, says this Chacham, I would swear to you, Ki it's already 35 years, Ani Misasik B'mashat Tzorogli Mimitzvah Teirosi, I'm dealing with things that I have to know very practical. I have to know on a day-to-day basis. And you know that I'm very involved with this in the Svarim that I have. So, I have learned for 35 years I'm going through all of this which is a very fun on a much more practical level. And you, obviously, is telling the, the, the questioner, you obviously haven't learned this long, and you're already starting to, to, to frag in the himmel. You're starting to ask these, these hypercandetical things. <coughs> Did you learn the basics yet? And he continued to deride him, and embarrass him, and reprimand him about this. <coughs> Furthermore, Another example, another story. And sometimes when you say about these stories, Kuba didn't actually happen. The Chavzvav is just giving us a, an example, but he means to say, this could happen, or this should happen, or just let's use this as a marshal for the way I'm trying to bring out my point. You know, they say that about the Chavetz Chaim too. A lot of times in his Svarim, he'll say, I heard about a certain Godel that this and this happened to him. And those who knew him well, they said he was talking about himself. He didn't want to say, well, I once met a person, and this is what I told him. So he says about some Chacham Echad or Godel Echad, he wanted to keep incognito. So he continues, he says, I read a beautiful Misa over Shabbos. There's a new book out on Rabbi David Feinstein's Atzal. So he saw someone was once talking to him about the the famous Misa of Rabbi Kiva Eger. Here's what happened. Rabbi Kivager was learning one time with his son, Rabbi Shloim Eger. And Rabbi says, I-, I need to step out for a minute. He goes out. 20 minutes later, he comes back. And he tells Rabbi Kivager, like, he tells Rabbi Kivager, tells his son, Rabbi Shloim Eger, the following. Rabbi Shloim Eger had a son, Rabbi Leibel Eger. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Eger. And this Rabbi Leibel Eger became... A chosid. He went to, uh, <coughs> who did he learn by? I think by the, maybe by the Mazrucha Magid, 
became very close with Reb Tzadik Milublin. But he became a, a Reb in his own. He became Chassidish. And the the story went, Rabbi Kivega says that I had a, a vision while we were learning that my grandson, Rabbi Lebel was going to go uh, to do some Tvila in the mikveh and some freezing cold uh, snow or ice. And I saw that he slipped into a pit and his life was in danger. So I went out of the room and I davened and miraculously he came up. And he was saved. And he says, I'm not Michaelim for the 20 minutes of Bittal Torah that we had to do because he was doing his Mishigasim. So Rabbi David Feinstein told this person who was saying over the story, he says, I don't believe the Maisa. Why? He says, I certainly believe that Rabbi Kivager could have Ruach HaKodesh and have a vision of what's happening in some other place. But I don't believe that he would have told someone else about that he had Ruach HaKodesh. He would have kept that quiet. Such a greatness, he would have kept that quiet. It's as if Abdullah finds he's talking about himself. Because there were so many things that he knew about that he was totally silent about. A very hidden, very hidden person, very hidden God. So, could very well be the Mechavah really is talking about himself. And he gives one other example here. The Chacham Acheromer, another wise man. He says, For 25 years, I'm going in, into my actions, knowing if they're proper, my Midas, V'yomer Chacham Acher, there's something that's really hidden, like a hidden treasure within the hearts of people. If it stays hidden, you won't be able to, to attain it. But if you could find it, if you could dig deep into your heart, he says, you'll find it and it will be wondrous. Yoshir and Reim Boy. And he's saying that's really the, the, the power of every Yid, of what every Yid has in his lave, in his nefesh. A person just has to dig deeper and deeper. And that takes thought, that takes time, takes analyzing what we're all about, what we're made up of, what's making us tick, what's making us make decisions. That's all Midas, Hilkas Deis. It's like deep, deep waters. That is the, the, the counsel within the person's heart. The ish tevuna yitlena. And the wise and smart man, he will be able to draw it out. What this means, there's great wisdom buried into the person. But it's like the water is deep, deep in the ground. But the wise one, he will try at his utmost, as best he can, to try to draw from those deep waters, and it will go deep and deep and deep into his heart, into the recesses of his mind and his heart. And draw it out. This is the point. This whole area called Chavis Alvavos, it's really buried deep 
We know we have an arm we put tefillin on. We have a goof we put a talis on. We have hands we take the dalaminim. We we have a checkbook we write out tzedakah. But the lave is not seen. The similar takarish baruch Hashem is not seen. The neshama is not seen. The Gemara says you have to go deep and deep and deep in, and that takes work. Twenty five years, thirty five years. It's a lifelong pursuit, but it's something that's necessary to do. Okay, well, later, boys, good night.